Welcome to your winning journey podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lee. I went from feeling guilty eating the foods I love and letting the skill control me to now helping you overcome this. No matter where you are or what you're experiencing, you can always win and I'm going to show you how. It is now your turn to transform your health, mind, and life. So let's do this together. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Today, I'm going to share the exact steps to lose 20 pounds. Now, this is an IG Live that I did filled with so much goodies for the five-step process when you join six-month one-on-one coaching. And I really just want to share on here, on the podcast, because I know how hard it is when you've done lots of diets and you just feel like losing weight it's just hard and there's a lot of overthinking like when you're in the journey like you're constantly thinking about like are you doing something right is this the wrong way to do it should you be avoiding certain types of foods like that can get very confusing and can cause a lot of overwhelm and so when I finally stopped dieting I knew that I wanted to make this process very simple to follow and very simple to implement so that you know exactly what to do after you listen to this podcast episode, right? And I just wanted to give you a sneak peek of what it's like to work with me in six-month one-on-one coaching because when you join the program, these are the steps that we're going to work on and it's going to be catered specifically to you and what your needs are when it comes to your food, your relationship with your food, as well as your workouts. And I want you to realize that even though it sounds very simple, I just want you to know that it doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy to do. And this is where coaching comes into play, right? Like coaching is really helping you execute these steps on a daily weekly monthly basis and this is the work that we do when you join the program i'm constantly helping you execute these steps to the point where they become your new normal to the point where they're just habits that you have that you wake up and do naturally that you don't really have to think hard about these are all the steps that my clients go through and if you've listened to a few of the episodes where i share my client's journey they talk about how simple losing 20 pounds can be but how challenging it is but being able to have the mindset to execute it and do it daily is what creates the result it's the consistency of execution so just wanted to put that out there before the podcast episode and i hope you enjoy it don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast and i'll talk to you next week oh my gosh second take i feel like every single time i do ig live instagram just does not like me but i am like determined to like do this live because today i want to talk to you about the exact steps to lose 20 pounds now this is a process that i walk my clients through in the six month model coaching program but i want to share this with you because you implementing one of these steps is going to help you lose weight and this is going to be especially helpful for you if you are someone who overthinks the weight loss process or you tend to overcomplicate it because you're like thinking so much about like 
what should I be eating? How much should I be eating? Like, what types of food should I, like, am I allowed to eat? And, and like, what types of food should I be, like, avoiding? And if you have questions about, like, how do I, like, manage stress? And, like, how do I make sure that, like, stress doesn't affect, like, my weight, right? Or if you even have questions about, like, working out, like, when should I work out? Like, how long should I be working out for? And the intensity and all of that. Like, I'm going to answer all of that in this live and I'm actually going to do a podcast episode about each of these steps and going very deep into it as well. And so if you're not following the Your Winning Journey podcast on Spotify and Apple, make sure to do that. You can click the link in my bio and start listening to podcast episodes because just listening to this podcast itself, you're going to lose 20 pounds from it, okay? So let me start with the first step. So there's five steps to losing 20 pounds. The first step is I want you to think about your next meal. This is how you're going to start meal planning in the most simplest and easy way possible. Because here's the thing, not knowing like what to eat is what's causing you to overeat. And if you think about losing weight, like the hardest part is always like, determining what to eat right like i know you probably seen like all those memes of people being like you know when you're talking to your partner and you're asking them like what do they want to eat and and like they don't know and then you don't know and then it just becomes like this whole conversation like literally the whole what to eat conversation is very very like huge and it's also what impacts you a lot when you want to lose 20 pounds because if you're stuck in i don't know what to eat and then you're not making a decision either you're going to eat everything around you or you're not going to eat anything and we don't want that because if you're eating everything and you're eating nothing like it's not helping you create those healthy habits in order to lose 20 pounds so thinking about your next meal is very very simple right to do this i literally just want you to think about when you're gonna have your next meal so like today like since it's already nighttime where i'm at i am already thinking about what am i gonna have for breakfast tomorrow and that's usually my first meal of the day and usually i have the staples that i go to i eat oatmeal i usually have my ground not ground turkey my turkey sausage i have my eggs right um sometimes like my clients they love having rice and a stir fry or they love having like just a soup like it just depends on what it is that you like to eat there's no right or wrong way the goal here is not trying to like determine what's the healthiest thing to eat the goal here is just to eat because if you're not already eating three meals i need you to get on board with step number one first because step number one is going to be how you're going to lose weight if you are not already knowing like when when is it that you're gonna eat okay so start thinking about your next meal right now so if it's your first meal tomorrow like i want you to start thinking about it tonight and then when you're having that first meal that breakfast then i want you to start thinking about lunch like oh what am i gonna have for lunch today like am i gonna be cooking am i gonna be eating takeout and if i'm gonna be cooking like what do i have in the kitchen right now like in the fridge what can i make with that or if i'm gonna be eating takeout like where am i gonna be getting takeout and like what am i eating and like what restaurants am i going to right start thinking about those things because if you're thinking about that ahead of time guess what you're going to avoid a lot of the overeating because you're not like thinking about what to eat when you're really hungry because when you're like thinking about food when you're really hungry or you're like starving already like you literally are setting yourself up to fail because 
during that time where you're like very moody, irritated, tired, and you just want to have food, like you're not, you do not want to spend time thinking about like, okay, should I get this Chinese takeout or should I like cook? Like you don't even care. You're just like, I'm just going to eat whatever it is that's in front of me. Like my goal is just to eat right now. I, I want you to avoid that as much as possible. Okay. So make that decision. And then when you're having like that second meal lunch, then you start thinking, okay, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? Like, am I going to be cooking or am I going to do takeout? There's no right or wrong answer. You just got to pick. And that's why for step number one, I want you to make a list of all the foods that you like to eat, not foods that you think you should be eating in order to lose weight. Because when you have done lots of diets and like if you've lost weight in the past and you gain it all back and your relationship with food is not the best and you almost like label them as good or bad food or like foods that you should avoid or like food that make you gain weight, right? Like you have to start building good experiences with the foods that you like to eat. And so this list is going to help you so much when you make a list of all the foods that you like to eat and then you're giving yourself permission to have them because you're meal planning them, right? You are because you're thinking about your next meal, you're being intentional about it and like... That is going to prove to yourself that you can have control over your food and like you know what to eat and you are satisfied with your options because you're picking it and not someone picking it and giving it to you and telling you like, hey, you should be eating this if you want to lose 20 pounds. Like this is the exact way to eat. This is the exact reason why I don't believe in like done for you meal plan services or anything like that because like someone's else of way of eating is very different from yours and you guys have different taste buds and so if someone is creating a meal plan for you and telling you exactly what to eat you are not going to stick with that for the rest of your life and that person is not going to be with you for the rest of your life telling you what to eat all the time and so you need to start practicing like what is it that you like to eat and allowing yourself to have it and start building good experience with, experiences with it instead of always having bad experiences with it whenever you have rice or egg rolls or pho in front of you. You're like, oh, I give myself permission to have this all the time. So when I do have them, like I'm not like out of control. Like You have to start building those good experiences with foods that you're so used to having bad experiences with, right? So that's, that's step number one is... Thinking about your next meal. That is how you meal plan. And one of the things that I find a lot for my clients is when they start determining what their next meal is, it's so much easier for them to meal plan two days in advance or three days in advance, whatever it is that their schedule allows them to, instead of going straight into like, I'm going to meal plan for seven days throughout the week. I'm going to spend the whole Sunday afternoon chopping up all my veggies, cooking my chicken breasts and packing them into these like containers and putting it in the fridge and then taking it to work and reheating them, them up, right? Like, I mean, you could do that if that's what you like, right if it works for you but the thing is like i don't want you to believe that you have to do that in order to lose 20 pounds you don't need to do that and from my experience i love having variety in my food and there's no way i'm eating like the same lunch five days for the entire week like i want something different for lunch every day so like you have to start realizing that whatever way of meal planning that you think you should be doing you need to also ask yourself like does this even work for me because of the way i like my food and the way i like my variety and the way like i love approaching like 
and the foods that I enjoy. Because if you're not someone that can stick to eating the same thing all the time, the whole seven-day meal prep situation don't work for you, okay? So that is step number one. Step number two is I need you to have a moment with your food. And this is how you portion. I did a whole IG live about this of like how to portion for tracking calories because the thing is like you're not going to want to carry like a calorie calculator with you everywhere you go. You don't want to be carrying my fitness about you and like scanning everything and like determining like how many calories are in this is in this serving and like how many calories did you eat and like how many calories do you have remaining like you don't want to deal with that for the rest of your life and so the only way you can portion and get to know your body more and like literally detach yourself from all of these apps that literally make you feel like you're out of control when it comes to food is to be present with your food like another way of saying like having a moment of your food is literally being present and not distracting yourself when you're eating because when you're distracting yourself you're not allowing your brain to register that you're you're eating and that you're full and it takes about 20 minutes for your brain to start realizing like oh we got food in in the system and we're getting some energy here and like oh my gosh like we're getting full like we can stop now like it it makes it really hard for your brain to tell you that message when you're like eating and trying to work at the same time eating and like scrolling on instagram or eating and like watching netflix right like it's a lot of task switching it's a lot of energy for your brain and so you have to make sure that you do the best that you can to like be present with you with your food and have a moment with it like i like to think about it like when you think about like our ancestors, right? Like they didn't have nothing to distract them. They only got people around them when they're eating, but they didn't they weren't doing other things while they're eating. Like when when it's time to eat, it's time to eat. And like it's so easy to get distracted in this like time because you know we we got technology around us and like we're busy, you got kids, you got work to do, you got life, you got friends to catch up with, like you want to be entertained. But the goal here is when you are having food in front of you, you're supposed to be bored. You're not supposed to be entertained. You're not supposed to be having fun while you're eating. You're not. You're supposed to be so bored. And this is why I want you to start practicing this now. Because when you realize how transformational it is, I don't know what this is. But I just take it off. But when you realize how transformation it is by just being present with your food, like, it's so worth it. The process sucks when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to pay attention to my food. There's this, like, plate in front of me with this rice, with this, like, fried chicken and some, like, stir-fried veggies. Like, Like, when you start just realize it's just you and your food it's gonna feel very uncomfortable and you're gonna want to distract yourself because you're like this is so boring like who just looks at their food and eat like all of my clients always tell me like sam you're telling me to like just eat my food and not distract myself that sounds like so boring and i'm like yeah that's the goal you're supposed to be bored nobody wants to be entertained when you're eating because your goal is to stay focused on the food it's so valuable. Like the process feels uncomfortable, but the final result of you like finally hearing that voice or like hearing your body signal you like, oh, 
we don't need to have any more. Or like, oh, that was enough. Or like, oh, we're done eating. That is so valuable for you. Because guess what? If you don't want to take a calorie calculator with you everywhere you go, punching in my fitness pal and waiting until midnight for your macros and calories to reset, the only thing that you can rely on is your eyeballs. And once you get really good at like being present with your food and you start realizing like, oh my gosh, this food in front of me, like the amount that I put in my, in my, on my plate, like I actually don't really finish it. Next time for your next meal, you're going to put less than that. And then you're going to start learning how to like refine your portions from there. You're going to start learning like what is your portion size versus like the portion size that people give you or the portion size that the restaurant give you. You're start to realize like, oh You know, when I have about a half a cup of rice or when I have about like a palm of stir fry like this size or I have about like half of my plate filled with veggies, like I'm pretty good. And then you can take that skill of you anywhere you go. You can go on vacation. You can go like to a birthday party. You can go to like a barbecue session and like you wouldn't have a problem with it with like the amount of food there because you're like, I know how much I need to eat. And in order for you to get there, you have to be present with your food and you have to allow yourself to not be distracted when you're eating so that you can start learning how to craft. Like, what is my portion size? This is actually how I learned how to stop dieting and like stop tracking calories was like literally putting my phone down like on my bed and like making sure that it's not in the kitchen when I'm eating and fully just like acknowledging the food in front of me and being like, okay, this is just my moment to eat because it actually doesn't take that long for you to finish your food. It takes about like 10 minutes, if anything. And like, and me just doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, this portion size works for me. And so like, rarely do I ever go back for like um, seconds when I'm eating at home. Because I know like the portion size that works for me. Now when I go to like eat out and stuff too, I know that portion size. Because my brain remembers like, oh, this amount of rice is perfect for Sam. Or like, oh, this amount of like protein, like meat is perfect for Sam. This, like she needs about a veggie. If she's going to have like this much, like it's good for her. Like this is good. And when I don't have my veggie, I'm like, oh, like no wonder I want more. Like you'll start building like more um, understanding of what your eating habits is like and what it is that works for you without constantly being tied to like a calorie calculator or like stressing over over like these events when there's so many foods and you feel like oh my gosh like I don't have self-control it's like no you do have self-control because you know how to stay present with your food and I was actually just talking to a client today because um, we're coaching on her becoming more present with her food and just having a moment with it one of the things that you'll realize is when you're not distracted anymore and it's just you and your food, like you'll start determining like what is a habit versus a craving when it comes to your food. Like I hear a lot of times like when I when I pick when my clients take pictures of their food and we go over them in the weekly coaching calls, they're often like, oh, I had that like brownie or I had that donut or I had that slice of cake or I had that slice of pizza because I was craving it. I was craving it. I was craving it. Like they're always telling themselves like I'm craving this. And I'm like, how do you know that you're craving it? And like, how often do you have this, right? Like we have those data to go back to and they start realizing like, oh, this isn't actually a craving, like a true craving. It's just a habit of mine. Like every single time I pass by that pizza place at my workplace, I just feel the need to like stop by 
and grab it even though like i don't really want it like even though like i my body's not craving for it, it's like oh it's just my brain signaling like you always stop by this pizza place let's just get some like and then what comes out of your mouth is like oh i'm craving this but it's really not a craving it's like a habit that you've built over time right it's kind of like um when you go to starbucks every morning and then you stop going to starbucks because like you work from home now and you don't have to go into the office but guess what if you go back to the office and you're passing starbucks again and your brain is like well we're craving starbucks let's go it's like no you're not really craving starbucks like you're just so used to driving past it or like you're so used to driving to it on the way to work and stopping by it and now it's just become a habit and your brain is tricking you that it's a craving to make yourself feel better in the present moment when it's not a true craving how you know something is a true craving is it doesn't take a lot for you to satisfy it. Like, for example, like before your period, like when all your hormones are kind of like all over the place, right? Like if you are craving for something sweet and you get like a bite of donut or something, most of the time you don't even finish the whole thing because you're like, oh, like I just need a little bit of it. Like I'm good. Like a true craving is like that. And a true craving is something that you like don't spend days thinking about like it's something that's very spontaneous but also like you you know that like it has to be this one specific thing it's not very generic so like whenever i'm craving for mexican candy it has to be a specific brand it has to be a specific thing it's not like i can't just go to like my closest asian grocery store and like buy like any kind of mexican candy right like it's literally like very specific to the brand to the to the item right and so when you're having a moment with food you're going to know that difference. And it's so valuable for you because then you can start pinpointing, oh, this is just a habit. Oh, this is just a craving. This is a true craving. I'm going to honor it. Oh, this is just a habit. Like, I don't want to deal with this habit anymore. I want to change it. That's how you start changing the habits when it comes to your food. And not just that too, you're going to start learning the fears around foods that you have. Like one of my clients, she has this fear of like having leftovers, Cause she's like, she grew up in a family where like her parents were always like, you need to eat this. Like you need to finish all of your food. You need to make sure that like you don't leave anything on the plate. The plate has to be clean. And so she's so used to like forcing herself to eat everything. Even when she was really full, like she didn't want to get in trouble. So then she'll like eat everything. Right. And so now when she's older, like she's an adult now, like her inner child still comes in and be like, well, we need to finish everything. But like her body's like, we're done eating. Like we don't need to eat that. And she feels guilty, like throwing it away. Right. And like she's starting to learn that, oh my gosh, like leftovers, like it's one of my fears. Like having leftovers is a fear of mine because I don't want to throw it away. And then she's now learning how to repurpose leftovers for another meal. Or like if she knows that she's not going to eat that for the next meal, she's going to throw it away. But it's it's a process, right? It's not like, it's not like, oh, like leftovers. I have a hard time with leftovers. Like I'm just not going to like... I'm just not going to do anything about it. It's like she's slowly learning that leftovers is her fear and she's working on it step by step. And you're going to have something different for you too, right? Like there might be something that you grew up in your family that like has impact the way you eat. Okay. Like I grew up with my mom not really eating a lot of veggies. So eating veggies is hard for me. 
But like I'm learning how to love veggies and I'm learning how to like incorporate it into my meals so I can have them and like trying out different types of veggies instead of just branching like having the only one specific type all the time. Like I now I joke with my mom I'm like mom you know cilantro and green onion is not really veggies like we need to have other things right. So I think those like little things so. Just know that the lessons that you learn about your eating habits is so valuable when you just pay attention to your food. Like you'll start realizing like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of leftovers or oh my gosh, like I don't really eat a lot of veggies or like, oh my gosh, like my mom used to reward me all the time if I finish all my food. Like I always get a sweet after lunch. You start picking up these things and you start realizing like, I'm going to learn how to create my own food rules instead of the rules that was given to me. So that's second step. Third step to lose 20 pounds is you have to get to know your food. Like, you can't just, like, eat everything in front of you and not know, like, what's in your food. And getting to know your food, like, you getting to know your partner that you're dating or, like, knowing your friends, like, it's just as important. Like, you're learning to determine whether or not you want to keep eating this type of food or whether or not like you want to try something else that will give you a better energy and being present with your food going back to number two the more present you are with your food the easier it is for you to like getting to know your food and like making decisions from a place of oh like it's not that I can't eat white rice. I just don't want to have white rice because whenever I have white rice, like I have like a sugar crash or I feel like shit afterwards. And that's actually one of the reasons why I don't eat white rice. It's because of that. It's because of the the sugar crashes that I get or like because of the way it makes me feel when I work out. Like it it makes me it, it impacts my performance. Like when I go to the gym, I'm not as strong or when I go to the gym, like I can't my stamina isn't there. Like I can't my momentum is not the same because of the foods that I was feeding my body. It's not digesting in a way that is supporting the energy that I want for that workout. And so step number three is learning how to get to know your food. And how you do that is by reading the nutrition label. It's like looking at the back of the labels, that the foods that you eat, and understanding like, okay, how many calories am I consuming per serving? And like... Looking at like, okay, what are these calories consist of? Like, are they mostly fats? Are they mostly carbs? If they're carbs, like, how many fiber am I getting? Because fiber is going to help you poop easier. It's it's not going to help you, like, have digestive issue. You're going to have a healthy gut, right? Or is these carbs mostly just sugar? Is it like, is it like processed sugar? Or is it like real sugar? Like, you're looking at the carb section you're looking at how many protein there is and you're paying attention to the ingredient list you're looking at the ingredient list and you're determining like oh they have a lot of shit that they put in this food or oh my gosh this food is pretty natural like it's grown and like you'll like how you'll know that you're getting to know your food is when you just start like making decisions from a place of oh i don't really know if i want to put that into my body i don't even know if like eating this is going to keep me that full and how you know something doesn't keep you full is when it doesn't contain fiber, when it doesn't have any, like, protein, and when it's mostly filled with, like, just artificial sugar, like high fructose corn syrup, or, like, a biometric, like, is it biometric? I'm trying to remember the word. It's, like, um, bioengineered food. That's what I was talking about. 
bioengineered food, like foods that are artificially made, right? And if you think about it, if you look at foods, like if you look at broccoli or you look at foods that can actually be grown for the ground or like fruits that you can get from trees, like there's no nutrition label because that's the ingredient. It's just an apple. It's just a cabbage, right? So number three is like learning how to get to know the foods that you're eating right now and categorizing them by listing them as is this a low quality food is this a medium quality food or is this a high quality food right like you're determining like is this a low quality food medium high and you're listening to your body to determine like am i energized after this meal how long does this meal keep me full for and like how do i feel like if i were to go out go and work out right now like how does my body feel and you'll start to make decisions from a place of you know what, I don't want to eat that anymore versus like, I can't eat that because I'm trying to lose weight. Like it's changing that narrative of, you know, telling yourself you can't have something. You're choosing not to have it for a very specific reason. I have like my notes here. Hi, Jenda. Um, so I have my notes here. It's like some examples of low quality foods is like fast food, right? Um, no foods that contain no fiber, Foods that contain only sugar when you look at the carb section and the nutrition label. Um, ramen. Ramen is a very low quality food. It's high in sodium. Um, foods that you're, you're, you're not able to grow, right? Um, medium, medium quality foods are foods that basically contain, um, I would say like a little bit of fiber, like less than two grams. Um, they have some protein. And their list of ingredients, like when you look at the list of ingredients, it has less than 10, like less than 10 listed there. And you know those 10. Now, a high quality food is literally like they have very good protein per serving. So that's about like five gram per serving. They have at least like four grams of fiber and the fats, like when you look at the fat section, it's like. It doesn't contain any saturated or trans fat, which is not good for your body. It's containing like monounsaturated fats or like polyunsaturated fats. Fats that are good for your body and your organs that protects you, right? So that's something to keep in mind. Um, So now that we're on step three, step four is ask for help. Like this is the most, before I go to this, I want to answer a question. Jenna says, what if you eat high quality foods but you love to drink pop? Yeah, that's fine if you like to drink pop. I think the question is more of like how can you how can like what is pop? What is your version of having pop in moderation? What does that look like for you? Like if you're having pop like for every single meal, like are you having enough water with the pop as well? Or is the pop the only thing that you're drinking? Um, another another like way you can go about this too is you can start slowly transitioning to like a healthier pop. Like I know some people really love sparkling water. I, I fucking hate sparkling water. I think they're disgusting. I'd rather just drink water or drink pop. Um, the thing is like, it doesn't matter if you like pop or not. Like, you can have it. But I want you to pay attention to more of, like, how does it make you feel when you have it? Like, do you feel your energy going down? Do you... Are you are you able to, like, control the amount that you're having by buying a smaller size instead of going for the big size, right? Like, there's so many ways to, like, control the variables of 
like having pop. Like I was just talking to my client today. Like she, I know like in the health and fitness industry, a lot of people talk shit about like snacks and like how snacks are bad for you and that you shouldn't have them. But for my specific client, she really loves having snacks after lunch. And because that's something that she's not willing to like get rid of, what we have to do is like we have to make sure that because she's having that snack for between lunch and dinner, we're going to play around with her other meals. We're going to make sure that her breakfast, lunch, and dinner is in alignment with her 20-pound goal. And that is literally like playing with the energy of the calories that she's eating. When I say when I say like energy, I, I want you to think about it like calories that you eat gives you energy, right? And so if there's energy in like every single meal, it's like playing around with the energy of each meal, which is like playing around with the portion sizes. So like for you, if you want to have pop, like that's fine. But it's really thinking about like, how does pop make you feel when you do have it? Do you do you want to continue feeling that way? And then the second thing is like, if you if you don't mind having it, like how often do you want to have it? You want to set that boundary and baseline for yourself and then you want to control everything outside of that so it's like okay i can control the size of pop that i get i can control the meal that i have before i drink the pop i can control the meal that i have after the pop and so there's so many other things that you can control outside of like the pop alone that will help you lose the 20 pounds okay um so the fourth step is ask for help Asking for help is a very important step when it comes to losing 20 pounds because guess what? If you are stressed with work, with life, with whatever, with school, with whatever you have going on, you can do all of these steps right, but you're not going to lose weight because your body is too busy trying to balance out your stress hormones than losing weight. When you are stressed, you're going to store more fat. And it's going to be harder for you to lose 20 pounds. And so this is why, like, it's so important for my clients to execute this step. And even me, right? Like, I have to ask for help a lot um, in order to manage my stress, right? Utilizing my support system. And so for you, it's like, if you're stressed out about your to-do list, about the house chores, about, like, whatever it is, money or, like, life or kids, whatever it is, like, Asking yourself, like, who is someone that I can talk to or who is someone that can help me, like, watch the kids so that I can actually go to the gym? Who is, like, can I t- ask my partner to make a grocery run? Can I ask my partner to cook dinner tonight? Like, what can, like, when I look at my to-do list, what can I get help on versus, like, when can I do all of this? Like you have to ask your support system for help because if you don't ask your support system for help and you want to do it all, which is very normal for a woman of color, right? Like the system is just super fucked up and like it got women to think that we're supposed to take all the responsibility, we're supposed to do it all. And so it's like we get pride for like having it all and doing it all, but you can't do it all. When you're trying to lose 20 pounds, you have to have some sort of support, right? Like some support. Like right now, because I am getting married um, in April, like less less than 30 days. Um, and I'm really focused on, you know, my clients and also like making sure that I'm taking care of my health. And also making sure that like I am um, eating well and working out and preparing for the wedding. Like... I have a lot of stuff on my 
to-do list. And so I can't do everything, right? And so I literally have to talk to my partner, like my husband, and be like, hey, can you cook dinner this night? Or can you actually run to the grocery store and buy this for me? And it feels, it felt really uncomfortable at first, but now I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like you have to start asking for help, even for the littlest things, so that like you can manage that stress and like use your support system to in order to execute your 20 pound goal and this is why like coaching and having that support and having someone with you in this journey is so important because there's going to be some times where like life is going to punch you in the face or like something's going to happen and you're gonna feel like oh my gosh i need to pause on my goal right now in order to like focus on all of this and like you know you're gonna feel like very heavy and that is where like support is needed because losing 20 pounds is not about like trying to fit your 20 pound plan like these steps into your life it's literally like learning how to fit your life into the plan and like how to navigate around it through different types of scenarios and this is what i help you do when you join six month one coaching like we go through all these different like we literally like you're going to go through this five-step process that I'm showing you right now. And, like, you're going to know how to apply them right now to what's actually going on in your life so that you're making progress even with the stuff that you have going on. But, like, you really have to allow yourself to get help in terms of, like, whatever it is that's stressing you out and, like, manage that stress. Because if you're not managing that stress, it can manifest to you not losing the weight, even if you're doing all the workouts, doing all of the, you know, healthy habits. It's going to manifest into, like, emotional eating and binging and indulging and using food for comfort. A lot of things come from this. And so that's why I want you to, like, start building the skill of asking for help. Like, do a 30-day challenge of, like, 30 small ass. Literally, it could be like, it doesn't even have to be like, like your partner has to buy you something or that like they have to do something for you. It could be as simple as like, hey, can you grab me like that control over there so I could use it and watch the TV? <laughs> like it could be as simple as that. But like voicing that out, being coming aware that like your support system is there for you is very important. Okay, that's step four. Now, the last step is schedule your workouts. Okay. As you can see, from step one to step four, I talk about nutrition only. Because I want you to know, like, you cannot outwork your nutrition. You could do all the workouts in the world. You could do, like, very high-intensity workout. But if you don't have a good relationship with food and you're not able to control yourself or feel like you're in control of food, like... It doesn't matter how many workouts you do. Like, it's going to feel like you're running on a hamster wheel all the time, right? And so that's why I left, like, this step as the last step, which is, you know, scheduling your workouts. Because I think there's this misconception. Like, I want to talk about scheduling your workouts because I want you to realize that, like, scheduling your workouts is so important when you are in this journey because you want to create as much least resistance as possible when it comes to working out and when you're starting it is so easy to debate with yourself and be like okay should i work out today should i not work out today should i go to the gym should i work out from home should i do this should i do that like it's really easy to like kind of distract yourself by debating and wasting energy there and that is why i want you to know like based off of the schedule that you have right now 
How many times a week is doable for you? Is that once a week? Is that twice a week? Is that three times a week or four times a week? You have to know what that number is for you. Think about everything you got going on. Pick that number. And if that number is like, oh, it's two times a week, then I want you to schedule out like what days are you going to do your workout? Is it Tuesdays and Thursdays or is it Thursdays and Sundays or is it Mondays and Wednesdays? Like you have to know what days are going to be because what's going to happen is it's like you're warming your body and your brain up that like you're going to be working out. And one like one analogy that I love using is like you have to prepare yourself ahead of time because that way you debate less of yourself and you actually have the energy like the mental energy to do the workout because a lot of times you don't have the mental energy to do the workout because you're constantly debating with yourself and you're like I don't know and then you're like never mind I'm just not gonna go and then it just like becomes this cycle right and so like that's why like scheduling your workout is so important like I want you to think about athletes like when they're playing football like they have to go through a whole warm-up before they play the game on the field and like they do the warm-up so that like they don't self-sabotage themselves like hurt themselves on the field and they're doing the warm-up so that they can like prep their body and their brain to like be like it's game time i want you to think about like scheduling your workouts like that like you have to be able to do that like oh like okay monday Go time. My first day. Let's do this. All right. Wednesday. Second second workout of the week. Let's do this. Like that's going to help you. Like scheduling out your workouts, right? And now if you, you're asking the question of like, okay, Sam. Okay. I'm going to work out twice a week now. I know my days. Like what do I do? Now when you join six month one coaching, like depending on if you have access to the gym or if you want to work out from home, I create your program for you so you know exactly what to do. Like, you know exactly, like, what exercise to do, how many reps, how many sets, like, how long you're doing it for, and all of that. Like, all your exercises are customized to you and your body specifically because when you join the program, like, we actually go through, like, a fitness um, a fitness assessment just to kind of see, like, where you're at in terms of your body and I help meet you where you're at so the workouts are still challenging but it's not like impossible right like not so hard like it's still good enough for you to do them and like feel good after you do the workout um but like outside of that to start off it's like oh maybe you just want to go for a walk maybe you just want to go for a run maybe your goal is just to be active for like 15 to 30 minutes maybe it's just you standing up on your desk instead of like sitting down on time or maybe that's like going to a dance class or like like going to the gym and walking on the treadmill or like taking some weights to the side and doing something with it, right? There's not like a right or wrong way because the goal here that I really want to emphasize is habit building. Like building your habits come first. Like building that consistency comes first before getting really nitty gritty with the quality of your habits. Like you have to build the consistency of moving twice a week before you start getting picky with like, what do I want to do in those two days that I do work out? Do I want to run? How long do I want to run for? How do I train for the running? I want to lift some weights. Like, how, how do I want to do this? Right? Like, you could do that. And that's why, like, when my clients are in the six-month-one coaching program, they have a specific, like, strength goal, right? Like, and then we work on that, whether they love running or whether they love, like, lifting weights. Like, we really work on their form and, like, I craft their program and customize it in a way that helps them progress over time. 
But like when they first start out, it's like, okay, just move your body. You can run, walk, Zumba, Peloton, whatever it is. Habits first before focusing on the quality of habits, right? And then once you get really good at this, then you can start adding on more days. Then you can start like playing around with the components of your workouts. Like what exercises should I do? And getting very nitty gritty with that. But like right now, it's like habits first. Habits first, okay? So I really hope that you enjoy this. This is five steps to help you lose 20 pounds. You don't have to do all of these steps to lose 20 pounds. You pick one from today based off of like what I said and and see like which one resonates the most with you of like, oh, I really want to focus on this right now and do that and see you lose weight. It's simple, but it is not easy. It's very simple and clear, but it's not easy. But I want you to know that this work, like the five steps that I just told you, it's so much easier than the diets. So much easier. And it's so much more doable to do it for life because when you lose 20 pounds doing it this way, guess what? You can do this shit for life. You're not like, you're not just doing this for a season. You're like, oh, I could do this. Like, this is a lifestyle. It's an easy lifestyle to maintain. I don't have to worry about it when I'm on vacation. I don't have to worry about it like when... You know, like, I need to take a few days off because I'm on my period. Like, I know how to do, like, I know how to take care of myself. I need to take care of my body. And I know how to, like, control myself around food. I feel confident, okay? So, let me know if you have any questions. But this is the work that we do together when you join six-month one-on-one coaching. This is my signature program where I help you lose 20 pounds and keep it off without restricting. And I help you get in control of your body, food, and health. Like, you're going to become an expert of taking care of yourself, taking care of your health, and making sure that, like, you can do this and make it a lifestyle and not be something that you do for a little bit and then you gain all the way back, right? You're going to lose the weight and keep it off for good. So, want to apply, click the link in my bio and apply. From there, we will book a call to chat to see if it makes sense for you. Like, I really want to get to know what you're going through right now in terms of your weight loss journey. What is it that's keeping you stuck? And this call is really all about just getting to know you and like helping you see like, oh, this is what I need to focus on. Like, I tell all my clients this and they say it too. This sales call, like when we hop on the call, when you apply, is worth the investment itself of this program, okay? Because you're going to know exactly what it is that you need to work on. So if you've been thinking about working with me, Come join and apply. The investment of the program is $4,500. There are payment plans available. And so let me know if you have any questions about that. DM me and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Now, if you want to lose your first 10 to 20 pounds, eating what you like, no diets, no restriction, and build a consistent and confident lifestyle, my one-on-one coaching program is now open for enrollment. To apply, visit www.superlysamp.com. And from there, we'll book a call to see if you are a great fit. I'm so excited to serve you in this program. But until then, I'll talk to you next week.